Welcome to Tube Talk, the show dedicated to helping you become a better video creator so you can get more views, subscribers, and build your audience. Brought to you by vidIQ. Download for free at vidIQ.com. Oh, yeah! Welcome back to another episode of Tube Talk presented by vidIQ. I am your host, Viper, the man about tech, executive producer of social media here at the IQ. And you know, there have been a few times before where I've talked to you all about ad creators. Sometimes we have to look at things from a viewer perspective because it helps you kind of figure out how to tailor your content. It helps you figure out what a viewer likes and doesn't like. And it can't really hurt your channel. It probably will help your channel grow if you better understand your viewer. So in today's podcast, I'm just going to talk to you all about a few things that I've learned about the way I view YouTube and how I have used that information to make me a better creator. But before I get into all that, I want to shout out my man, Bill Mize on Twitter. Go by the handle Bill of Chutlu. I don't even know how to pronounce that. But he was answering a tweet that I put up on the vidIQ Twitter account. And I was asking, other than getting views, how do you know that your videos are reaching the people that you want them to reach? And Bill answered, I'm getting very specific and encouraging comments on the videos. Folks are asking questions, giving suggestions, and beginning the nucleus of the community. P.S. Thank you for everything that you do. Uh, tag Viper. Ha- uh, hashtag Tube Talk. So, Bill... Appreciate you listening to the podcast and gaining value from it. Definitely appreciate you. And yeah, hopefully I will say some more things on in the next 30 minutes or so that you can take back and will make you an even better creator. Now, with that out the way, let's get into some of the lessons that I've learned as a viewer of YouTube that has helped me be a better creator. And one of those things I've learned pretty quickly is intros, long intros and how long intros are bad. Especially, a lot of y'all newer creators love to do those branded intros where the video starts with some type of splash screen where you got your logo and your channel name on the banner like we don't already know what channel we're on. That's how y'all start your video with these branded intros, and they go for like five to ten seconds. I'm sorry, you lost me at three. You lose me at three, people, okay? I didn't click on your video to watch a splash screen. I clicked on a video because I thought that you were going to address a concern or answer a question that I had. So when I click on your video and I'm greeted by a splash screen that goes on longer than three seconds, I'm probably moving on to the next video because I don't know if some of y'all forgot, but there are a ton of other options on YouTube that a viewer can switch to if you don't deliver in those first few seconds of your video. So stop wasting the viewer's time. This is something that I learned as the creator. And just get into the video as soon as humanly possible. And I promise you, your retention will thank me later. Number two, and this one a little bit more personal to me. Some of y'all may or may not agree. And some of you might be contractually obligated that you can't do this. But mid-roll ads. Basically, commercials in the middle of your YouTube videos. As a viewer, I hate them. When I'm watching a YouTube video as a viewer, I do not like my viewing experience to be interrupted at all. Now, we know creators have like ad spots that they have to do for sponsorships and different things like that. And the only thing that I can do as a viewer is skip through those. But then you have the view, the YouTube mid-roll ads, the ads that YouTube themselves 
inserts in there when creators turn those on. Now, as a viewer, not much I can do about it unless I have YouTube Premium, which is the greatest thing or one of the greatest things of all time. Shout out to YouTube for letting us have YouTube Premium and add free experience on YouTube. Absolutely love it. But since I know that as a viewer, I do not like mineral ads, as a creator, I do not enable them on my videos. Now, the, the flip side to this decision by me is that it costs me money. I am losing money as a creator by not enabling mineral ads. So this is something that I know a few of you probably might not be on board with, and that's okay. Ultimately, at the end of the day, you have to run your business as you see fit. But again, when I think about things from a viewer perspective, and I know that Viper, the viewer, does not like his video uh, viewing experience interrupted, then why would Viper, the creator, insert that interruption for his viewer? He's not. So it's just one of those things that I think about. I know that some of you may not be on board with that, or maybe you are. But the beautiful thing is that it is your choice at the end of the day. I'm just telling you how I feel and what my opinion is about mid-row ads. The next thing is that when I'm watching videos, especially long before I became a creator, one of the coolest experiences for me as a viewer, especially as it relates to my favorite creators, is when they acknowledge me. So when I take the time to comment on a creator's video and that creator responds back or hearts the comment, that tells me that they're paying attention to me. They know I exist. And I know that you all know the feeling, right? When your favorite creator or your favorite celebrity acknowledges your existence, it is one of the best feelings in the world. So if you know that you uh, live for that as a viewer, then why not as a creator make sure that you are answering, answering every comment on your YouTube video? And again, you don't even have to like comment back. You can just put a heart on there so the viewer can know that you saw their comment. But answering your comments goes so far for you as a creator to build that community. And it just makes the viewer feel valued. It makes the viewer feel seen. And again, as a viewer, you love when your favorite creator sees you and you feel like they know that you're there. That is a feeling that that is unrivaled by anything else out there in the creative space. So, creator, make sure that you are responding to your comments at the very minimum by hearting them, especially for all the people that are watching your videos. Now, I know for the bigger creators, it's a little bit uh, more difficult because of the size of your audience and you don't have the time to sit there and heart every comment and different things like that. And I get that. But if you're that big, maybe you might want to think about hiring somebody to do that for you. I'm just, I'm just saying, you know, just, just make sure. Or, you know, uh, go. You could, there's another way to handle it. You know, you can like maybe include your or shout out some of your viewers in your video. Uh, video shout outs are also pretty awesome. I can't tell you how many times as a viewer, I've been surprised when some of my favorite creators shout out my tweets or something I said in one of their videos. Flossy Carter, I see you, baby. But yeah, it's pretty cool when you uh, when you get shouted out by your favorite creators and their content. So uh, you can also have that option as a creator to shout out your viewers and your content. Now, the other the next thing I'm going to talk about here is editing, right? So this one, sometimes we can go a little overboard as creators. But as I'm watching your content as a viewer, while I appreciate the time that you take to put into your editing, I don't know everything that goes on behind the scenes as a viewer creator when you're editing. So I guess what I'm trying to say as a creator myself is that don't over edit. You're not out here trying to be the next Casey Neistat or Hunter or Hayden Hillier Smith and different things like that. Those are some elite editors out there, but you don't have to over edit. Just simple cuts and different things like that. If you have to add a graphic to tell a story, then add a graphic. But just simplistic editing 
will take you a long way. You don't want to interrupt the viewer experience too much with over editing and different things like that. The reason why TikTok blew up as an app is because the content on TikTok feels homemade. You, they pull out their cell phones, they point them at their faces, and they shoot their lives, and then that's how it. That's how they got to where they are, and you know, that kind of what uh, got YouTube off the ground. That homegrown, that that home video feel when the content is not so overproduced. Because a lot of times, some of your top creators on YouTube, you know, their content might feel a little bit overproduced. It might feel like a, a, a pretty much a commercial at some stage. But, and I'm not saying that stuff is bad. I'm just saying that as a newer creator, especially coming on the platform and trying to make a name for yourself, you don't have to overproduce or over edit your content. It's just, just make a solid emotional connection with the viewer. Uh, don't take them too much out of your content with the over editing. And I think uh, you will be just fine. Speaking of speaking of the viewer experience, what, what did I just say? <laughs> um, the next thing is creators who start their videos off. Uh, if you find this video useful, like, comment, subscribe. Listen, creators, why would I subscribe if you have not provided value to me yet? I am not going to subscribe to your video because you told me in the first five seconds that I should subscribe to your video. I'm not doing that. You're not doing right by your viewer. You're just trying to pad your sub count, in my opinion. So it is of my opinion, having been a creator for five years now and having viewed YouTube for even longer, probably twice as long as I've been a creator, maybe provide a little value first before you go out and ask for the subscribe. Because here's the cool thing. Let's say you you taught them something or you, or you reached an entertaining point in your video. Once you provide that value and then you ask for the subscribe, people will be jumping at the opportunity to subscribe to your video because they know that you value their time and that they that you're just not asking for subscribers just because of the it's like you going through the motion. You're asking for that subscriber because you know that you will provide that value and they will have a reason to come back and subscribe to your videos and watch your content. So don't rush the subscribe. Provide some value in your video first, then ask them to subscribe because, again, it's easier when you give them something for them to want to go ahead and hit that button. If you try to request that subscribe and have not provided value, that might be a little bit tougher for your viewers. So just be aware of that. And speaking of the viewers, uh, we need ad creators to learn how to minimize the fluff. Uh, I was talking about some of your branded intros earlier and how I feel like they, some of y'all have them too long. Well, the same go for some of the fluff that you put in your video. Like if your video is definitely going to address a specific question or something, but you start off the video with some background and different things like that. The viewer does not care about that. I, If I'm watching your videos and I want to get a particular question answered, I don't care about that. Get to the point as soon as possible. Now, obviously, you just can't uh, turn on a camera, hit recording, and answer the question in the video. That, that That's craziness, right? But there's a way to go about like building up your storytelling and getting to the to the point that even though you want to tell a story, you still want to do it while you're respecting the viewer's time. Do not waste the viewer's time with additional fluff that just does not make sense or doesn't add to the message that you're trying to relay, please. Get to the point as soon as you possibly can. Because remember, uh, we are living in an ADHD society, y'all. Uh, people's attention spans are short. You got to deliver that value as soon as you can or you're going to lose people. So minimize the fluff, respect your viewer's time, and don't dilly-dally. Just get to the point. And speaking of that, if you are going to have a long video, where you're going to, let's say you have a long video 
and you're going to answer a few questions in that video, but the video must say 10 minutes or longer. Now, obviously, if your video is 10 minutes or less, you can still do this, but I tend to leave this option out unless the video is 10 minutes or longer. Add chapter to the video or the description because, again, this shows that you value a viewer's time, and then if the video is kind of long, but they don't have the time to watch the entire video, then they can go down into the description and locate the chapter of the video that is most relevant to them, and then they can get the value without having to think through your whole video. Now, could this hurt your retention? Yeah, but I would argue that getting that person back as a repeat uh, viewer, aka a subscriber, is much more valuable than that single video of retention in my book. Again, you might disagree with me. You might not. I don't know. But I want that person as a full-time subscriber to my channel. I don't want that retention for that one video because I'm going to make hundreds of videos, Okay. I'm going to have hundreds of chances in my in my mind. I'm going to have hundreds of chances to get better retention on videos. I don't want to sacrifice losing that subscriber uh, by not providing them the option to get to the part of the video that is most relevant to them as soon as they want. So if your video is going to be uber long, think about adding chapters to your video. Also, as it relates to the video, creators need to be careful about forecasting the end of their video. And I've talked about this before. Uh, some of you like to warn your video or uh, warn your viewers when the video is about to end. Please stop doing that because as it relates, going back to that retention I was talking about, you hurt your retention if they click off of the video before it's over. When you use phrases like, uh, and to wrap this up, or in summary, different things like that that warn the viewers that the video is over with. Guess what the viewer is going to do when they hear a word? They're going to be like, oh, the video is over with. Click, they're done. And you maybe you're talking for another 10, 20 seconds after you use that that keyword, that 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 clue word, that warning word, you're gonna lose the viewer because they're gonna be gone because they know the video is over. So creator, please, if you're gonna end the video, just end the video abruptly. <laughs> Leave the viewer wanting more. Do not warn them that your video is about to end. This is not what you want to do. Some of y'all need to be slick with it. You got to use some finesse, baby. Use some finesse. <laughs> All right. One of the big things that creators will need to figure out, and maybe it isn't something that it will take time for you to figure out, is that people are creatures of habit. Think about yourself and how some of the things that you do in your life, you do out of habit. Like, yo, you know your boy Viper. I love that about Starbucks. Some of y'all think I go every day. I do not go every day, contrary to popular belief. But I love my Starbucks. Like, at least two or three times a week, I go. I, that's my thing. Now I am a creature of habit. Uh, well, viewers on YouTube, they are creatures of habit, right? And the reason why I'm bringing this up is because some of you all make content that is all over the place, which my friend Roberto Blake would call variety content. And when you are making content that is all over the place, uh, you mess up your viewers' ability to become creatures of habit. People want to be able to predict what you're going to do next. They want to be comfortable with you. They want to know what to expect from you. And when you are making a gaming video one day and a tech review the next day, you make it difficult for people to get comfortable with you. You lose them. So pick a lane. Now, again, you don't have to do this when you're first starting out. But ultimately, at some point, you should understand what lane you want to be in as a creator and stay in that lane if you want to grow your YouTube channel. Now, I'm assuming that you're listening to the podcast you want to grow as a YouTuber. That's your whole goal. If you're rocking with vidIQ, you're watching the live streams, you're listening to our podcast, you want to grow. So if you want to grow as a creator, you need to pick a lane and become comfortable in that lane. 
because the biggest brands don't become the biggest brands without mastering something first in a single lane. Starbucks became Starbucks because they mastered coffee. Dunkin' Donuts became Dunkin' Donuts because they mastered donuts. Now, ultimately, once they became bigger and got a bigger following, they were able to branch out into other things. So it's definitely possible for you to explore other subjects. But if you want to grow in the beginning, if you want to build that foundation, you need to pick a lane and stay in that lane until you grow to a point where it's time. And you'll know when it's time, but you want to grow to a point when you know it's time that you are able to go ahead and branch out into those other avenues. But pick that lane, stay in it. And let the people get familiar and comfortable with you as a creator. And that way you will find it's the quickest way to grow a YouTube channel. Something in podcast should help you become a better creator. Go back, listen to it front to back. Understand how a viewer watches YouTube and use these things I've told you as a person who viewed YouTube for over a decade to understand how people are watching YouTube and Take those things and incorporate them into a way that you create content so you can be creating the best viewer experience possible on YouTube because that's what we all want as creators. We want our viewers to come, uh, keep coming back for more. And in order for them to keep coming back for more, we need to make their viewing experience as painless as possible. But I appreciate y'all listening to this week's episode. You know your buddy Viper will be back next week with another episode of Tube Talk presented by Big IQ. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Tube Talk brought to you by VidIQ. Head over to vidiq.com slash tube talk for today's show notes and previous episodes. Enjoy the rest of your video making day.